0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Tywo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as we listen. Hallelujah. God is such a good, good God. yeah, yeah. incredible God. Amazing God. So I want us to turn in our Bibles to the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 somebody is going to find it so easy because there is certain aspect of your life right now that looks totally impossible and uh, by the time you return it will be difficult to give a testimony you will just be weeping not tears of sorrow or sadness but of gratitude to God I don't know who you are but you are in this service this morning so Matthew chapter 6 I'll read from verse 25 therefore I say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you would put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his statue? Hmm. Hallelujah. To his stature, One cubit. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he... Ah, Hallelujah. Hmm. Will he not much more clothe you, oh you of little faith? Therefore, Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles seek, verse 32, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. Amen. amen and amen and amen and amen. Um, I'm not going that far, but I want you to understand that in the original scrolls of the Bible, there were no verses and chapters. Matthew was just writing, as it were. But for ease of reference, ease and understanding, They've been broken into chapters, and so if we are to continue from where we stop, the next may be judged not. And then after dealing with that, you know, it says, ask. Praise the Lord. But let me just stay within the context of what we're reading today. 6.25. Jesus was speaking here. Yes. And of course, in John chapter six, we understand when he says that uh, when he said there that the word I speak to you," because it's pretty easy, because what is familiar is usually abused, yeah, whether we like it or not. So one prayer that we need to really be very fervent with is, in the name of Jesus, I will not take for granted what God takes seriously. I will not take my association with Him for granted. I will not use the privileges I have of being a son and having that this kind of access. Rather, I will take advantage of all he has done for me and he has made me. Praise the Lord! So it's pretty easy because we have the Bible to take it for granted. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Um, because you were born in a Christian home, of course, that didn't make you a Christian immediately. You know, you have to come to uh, the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and make your own decision, all right? Good. But because you were born in a Christian home and you grew hearing your dad and mom reading the Bible or going to church and the priest reading the Bible and in the Sunday school, whatever, chances are you will never take the Bible very seriously. That's why when people from other religions get converted, when they are much, much older... They understand better. They take it. They wrong. Have you observed when a Muslim becomes a Christian? Most who, are in their mature age, I mean, when they are matured, say eighteen and above, when they get to know that the truth of Christianity, what do you see happen? You see people like us who have who have lived with. Christianity and leave the Bible, say, Don't mind them, they are just unnecessary zealous. They are not unnecessary zealous. The problem is, you are so used to it that it doesn't make so much. It doesn't mean too much to you anymore. But the amazing thing about life is this even if I get so familiar with something and thereby downgrade its importance or its value, God never changes what He has made. The fact that I'm downgrading doesn't mean that God has downgraded it. That's why when someone comes and you see them, you see God moving in their lives, and they will begin to wonder. The truth is, I know quite a number of Muslim converts who are really in the faith today in our church. They are solid Christians. They all have similar traits. They are flyers. All of them, men women. chances are we are getting too used to God. We are too used to God, so we take God for granted. God deliver us in Jesus' name. God have mercy in the name of Jesus. So Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. What if by the help of the Holy Ghost we begin to understand from today that every word that we read in the Bible is spirit and is life. And they're not there for being there, for, for just being there. So here, Jesus was speaking. So let's hear what he said. He said, therefore, this is um, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. And, so, and really, if you're just going to look at the Beatitudes, they're practical insights into everyday living. Yep. These are applications of have faith to life and to eternity so he got to verse 25 therefore I say to you do not worry can I be his voice today to your ears I'm telling you from the master I'm his microphone today do not worry will you have test someone by side? I side the master says he said, are you hearing me ask them Jesus says to tell you right now and here, do not worry. If that person around you does not tell you, well, look for someone who will tell you properly. Praise the Lord. So I don't know what is causing you anxiety right now. I don't know what you are worrying about. Hear me again from the master. Do not worry. If you look at this segment of the Bible, this little passage that we read from 25 through 34, in verse 25, you hear Jesus saying, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. If you go to verse um, 31, he repeated it. Therefore, do not not worry. Go down to 34." Jesus repeated it again, "Therefore, do not worry." And there's something about this somewhere in the passage. say, how many of you by worrying can add anything to your life? This is, one cubit. Will you grow taller? Will you grow fatter? Will you look more restful? Will you be more satisfied by worrying? How many of you by worrying? Will worry improve you? Or will will it rather be counterproductive? Do you think by worrying you get what you are worrying about? As a matter of fact, you make it more difficult to attain. Do not worry. Let me read on. Therefore, I said, "You do not worry about your life." I think that sums it all. Up. Don't worry about any aspect of your life. So I, I wonder what is what you're worrying about that is not included in life. If the maker of life, the creator of life, the giver of life says, do not worry about life, what business do I have? Worry. Am I smarter than him? Tell your neighbor, Jesus says, do not worry. Is it your husband? Your marriage? Oh, your wife, hoof! Your children, ha! Your health, your finances. Is it your relationships? People don't seem to care anymore. Is it your parents, your siblings? Is it your boss at work? Is it your academics, your professional examinations? What is it? Let me tell you what worry can do. He drives to the place of termination. He gets into despair, to the place of truncating life. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body. Do not worry. If Jesus says do not worry, don't you think the best thing that can happen to me is to stop worrying. What you will put on, come on, what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, What? stop worrying. You know, that's the question. It's not life <laughs> Better than food and the body than clothing. What he just says there is clear. You see what you're worrying about usually is a misplaced priority. You're worrying about food. You're worrying about drink. Is it not the living that gets hungry? It's not the, 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 the living that gets thirsty in the first place. Don't you think it's better to worry about life than what you're going to drink and what you're going to eat? You're worrying about the clothes you're going to put on. Is your body not better than the clothes? So human beings have a way of getting it wrong, the downside up, and we worry ourselves sick and sometimes to death, God forbid, in the name of Jesus. Do not Do not worry about tomorrow. Is there fear of failure, fear of the future? <laughs> Do not worry whether you are going to be successful. Hey, who made you? Who made the scene? Who made the time? Who made who control the present, the future? Do not. Hello? Hallelujah. It he says, look at the birds, verse 26, of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't have storehouses. Can I be frank with you? He's worried. See, 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 see. Worry, worry troubles the one who lacks completely. And the worry is the one that has all hey, oh, the money in the world. Worry has the same effect on them. You see what you mean? The man who has not is afraid that he may not get to it tomorrow. He, tomorrow is yet to come. The one that has it all is so is he, so belabored with how am I going to keep it? Am I going to, where, where? He's worrying more than those who don't have. I heard somebody said. He said in your Bible, said, I need your back on Tony, back What I just said in your Bible said, "The one that does not have is the fear, is the, is the, is the lack that will kill him if he doesn't turn it over to God. The one that has all, if he doesn't turn it over, is the, the things that he have that will kill him." This is amazing that when you are still struggling, uh, uh, meat and fish are difficult to come by. And when you have it all, they say if you eat too much meat, you're going to die. Now you have it all. You have all the meat. You can kill one cow. You can eat a cow per meal. You can swallow all the eggs you want to swallow in one meal at one sitting. And now you won't touch them. In the morning, you run from them. If you don't respect God, you are in trouble. This God. Somebody was telling me, say, can't Imagine the rich men are looking for titles. That's a brand of fish. Okweko, They are telling their say, get me a quick potatoes. It's very nutritious. It stops like, cholesterol. It, uh, it stops heart disease. That is a poor man's food. Tell them, stop worrying. Okay. Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> when I grow up, I will fill one room with puff puff. I will fill another room with ice cream. Hey, yeah. Now, when they make tea, you say, No no sugar, no milk. No, no, no no milk. I see. Glory be to God in the highest. Look at the boss of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father. Come on, tell your neighbor. Help me point to him. Say, Did you hear him? He says, Your heavenly Father. I say, Point to him or her. Say, Your heavenly Father. So why are you worrying? Your heavenly father. Ah, ooh, I feel the fire. I feel the fire. I want to be popular. I want to be big. Your heavenly father. The one that made you. The one that called you. The one that assigned you to what you are doing. He knows how far he's going to take you. Stop worrying. I hope you understand that stop worrying doesn't mean that you should be lazy. I'm not saying be lazy. Be diligent because that's part of the hallmark of the kingdom. You must be diligent, but you cannot afford to worry. Your heavenly father, yes, your heavenly father fits them. They don't sow, they don't reap, they have no storehouses. Your father, is not saying their father, your father fits them. What's wrong with you? Are you not of more value than they? You think your father is foolish? Which of you by worrying cannot one keep it to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They neither toil nor spin. They don't weave. They don't toy. They, they don't design. And yet when you see them in the field, you say, wow, gorgeous splendor, beauty. The thing just grew. It just grew. (laughs) Ah, And yet I say that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Solomon the wisest man. Ah, Remember Solomon? When the Queen of Sheba went on a visit. She's been hearing. You read, we read the story. When she got to Solomon's palace, the Bible says life almost jumped out of her. What she saw, she was "What? You mean there's a man like this on earth? She was coming from a beautiful place, from a place of splendor. <laughs> but when she saw what God could do with a man utilizing his wisdom they said she almost fainted. she now began to describe she said they walk away into his palace it's enough to mesmerize you and finish you so when I saw the way his servants were dressed oh it's in the Bible now God says even Solomon in all his glory was never as beautifully, gorgeously arrayed like the grass which today is tomorrow is plenty to They don't weave, they don't, they don't paint. They don't design anything. Who made them so? Your heavenly father, my own father my father. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, Jesus is again, do not Then what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles are like that. Gentiles here is not just referring to those who are non-Jews. It's referring to those who had no covenant with God. The Amplified Bible says the unbeliever, the pagans. So Gentiles here is not just uh, tribal uh, categorization. No, 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 no. So it says, why are you behaving as if you don't have God? Why are you behaving as if you are an unbeliever? To worry is to behave like an unbeliever. Uh-uh. It says, For well, after all these things the Gentiles seeker? why are you running to kill yourself like those who don't have God when you have God on your side? Shall we read together, everybody? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, this is for me now, because he's writing to me. Because he was speaking, for my heavenly Father knows that I need Yeah. My Father that clothes the grass. So beautiful that no man can compare. My father that provides for the, for the best of the field, uh, that does not plant, that does not sow, that does not have a storehouse. My father that gives them everything uh, and yet they never lack. Uh, my, that, my, that same my father. He knows everything I need. So I don't need to worry myself to death like those who, uh, who, don't, who don't belong to him. That's what I say. He knows that I need them. My name, he knows my way. Uh-huh. My name, he knows Aha. Again. He knows, he knows my He knows my every thought. He sees it, He sees each, tear. He sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when I call. Hallelujah. You know, it's amazing that Jesus was speaking here and he said quite a lot of things in the Beatitudes. But in this little segment, he kept on saying, your father, your father, your father. And we are still struggling with understanding what he meant, even today. It's amazing. And all his own life on earth here, demonstrating the victorious walk on earth, he never at any time failed to refer to him as my father. And that's why he is called the Son of God. And everywhere he went, you say, I am the Son of God. Even when they fought him to stand still, he said, "That, that was top of the relationship. Everything. He's my father. I'm his son. I think that's where the problem is. Actually, that very concept of fatherhood and sonship is the covenant. That is the foundation of the covenant we have with him. He is the father unto us. We are sons unto him." And we are not sons ceremonially. We are not sons academically. No. We are sons in the real sense of it. In fact, stronger than biological sonship. He's my father. I'm a son. I feel the fire. Is a passionately intimate relationship. Is a real thing. So I can feel the pains of God, the Father. So, what do you mean? If my son will continuously doubt me, I have a problem. Hello. Praise the Lord. And in the most intimate times of his life, you hear him say, My Father, oh Father. That was his pattern. I won't go into that. I've always, in almost all my messages recently, you've been hearing that. My prayer is that you stick. (laughs) Luke 10.22. Thank you. Shall we together? Jesus was speaking here. I hope you know. All things have been delivered to me. By who? My Father. And no one knows who the Son is except the Father. And who the Father is except the Son. And the one to whom the Son wills all things. Can you imagine walking in the face of the earth and you know that your Father has told everything to you. You know. There's no denier. You know. My Father has delivered everything to me. Wow. What a knowledge. And you can imagine the kind of authority with which you will walk around. Go to John 5 17 quickly. Shall we are going together? But Jesus answered them, Pharisees and Sadducees. Answered them, My Father has been what? And I have been. You know, we dealt with that last week, and of course, we've been dealing with it this week, or this month. But clearly when we know that the amount of wondrous. Supernatural wonders, hallelujah. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, when that came, I was like, why would you say supernatural? I say wonder. But I realized that's the way it is in the Bible. When, 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 when the supernatural becomes wonderful, double, I see that in the life of somebody this month. In the name of, true, true, I'm not joking. I see it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I see it. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, describing what happened with, with, with Paul in Ephesus, he said, and God wrote what? Got what? Uncommon miracles. Special miracles. When miracles become special, miracles themselves are uncommon. So when God now says, I'm doing uncommon miracles to Aisha. Am I for Judy, Bye bye. Am I there for Judy? Don't let's take it for granted. He's our father. He's a spirit. He's who he says he is. He's is who he was. He still is. He will forever be. And he's my father. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's what I are saying. And he's your father. Don't you think it's a disgrace and uh, sorry, don't you think it's, 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 it's I'm looking for the right word. It will do dishonoring for, for you to be a son, whether you're a man or a woman, and be saying, I don't know what, it, I, do, I don't I do have anything, I'm alone, I'm, and nobody cares. Who? And he's hearing you. How can you say nobody cares? Hallelujah. So he says, my father has been walking, and I'm walking. So what I, that was, what I do, what my father do is what I do. So don't be surprised when you begin to see miracles. I'm the son of my father. And my eyes are on him. My focus, my attention is on my father. Glory be to God in the highest. John 8 38. I speak what I have seen with my father. Can you see my father? My father. Everything about him on earth was personal. Though he was. Ministry to the public, but as far as God was concerned, it was a personal connection. <laughs> yeah, that's covenant. And then, oh, I feel the fire. Wow! You know, what I feel. I feel like. I feel like someone held me this way. In the name of Jesus, you will never regret. Mm. Because no one that puts his trust in him shall be put to shame. You will never be put to shame. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you think things are happening and you are left behind? No. Assignments are not the same. Mm-hmm. It says, "I choose my way," and there's no such thing my understanding. For what? For different assignments. So receive in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So I speak what I have seen with my father, my father. And you do what you have seen with your father. You see, two fatherhoods here on earth, two families. But people will argue all they want, that's all right. When the father is selfish one, I argue with him, he say, You are of your father, the devil. I am the son of God. I do what my Father will want me to do. And these are just covenant things. Whether we like it or not, those who are not born again have a covenant too. It's not with God. The Father, they can argue all they want. That's okay. Every man is entitled to his opinion. You don't even need to argue. In fact, if you argue, you're just looking for trouble. Rather, I pray for conviction for them. That's all. Everyone who is not born again has a covenant. Everyone who is born again has a covenant. Ephesians accept the two. At that time you were aliens, you were enemies. You are without God in this world. You are aliens to the commonwealth. You are strangers to the covenant of promises. But now you who far off has been brought near how by the blood of what oh, oh, is stronger than just biological thing, the blood of Jesus. You are a son, which means now you have a covenant. You have a God in this world. You are a child of God. You are a son. You are a stakeholder in the commonwealth of Israel. Do not worry. My last reference here before I close up this area. Look at Matthew. See, let me remind you. At Lazarus' tomb, remember he talked to his father? Because everyone there were walking the way their father would do things. And even those who are common children of God, they did not understand that we don't, we don't belong to the same family. I don't need to expect the end result that they are expecting. No more! No way, no more! I should expect in accordance with my fathers. So when he got there, he said, Thank you, Father, because you always hear me. He said, Thank you, for, thank you Father, for hearing me. And I thank you because I know you always hear me. But because of these people, so that they may know that you have sent me, that's why. When the finished, I said, you, he said, "Lazarus, come." Those, as far as everybody was concerned, dead and decays, thinking, "Lazarus, I just spoke to my father. He has heard me. It's what he wants done." Lazarus, come. Lazarus came out. Can I put it to you in the name of Jesus? I don't know what the devil has bamboozled you about I don't know what he has messed, mesmerized you by. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. And thank God that you have heard of the message of the gospel or the gospel and you have accepted it. From today, in the name of Jesus, some new things begin in your life. Yeah. See what happened at the last See the kind of testimony. See when he was troubled see what happened. Matthew 26, look at I'll give three verses there and then we stop. Then, well, I'll conclude rather. Matthew 26. You see, you have a father. In spite of all you have gone through in life, in spite of what you are going through right now, you have a father. You can look up. Matthew 26, look at verse 39. See, this was in the garden of Gethsemane. He went a little further and fell on his face. Come on, shall we together? And prayed. What did he pray? Say, Oh my father. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I wear, but you wear. That was the toughest time of his life on earth. When it gets tough, turn to your father. I'm not joking. At that point, I wonder who will counsel him on earth? And see what he said. He said, My father. Uh, look again at verse 42. Quick, quick, quick. Thank you. Shall we together again? Come on. A second time. He went away and prayed, saying, Oh my father. <laughs> and you know the interesting thing? Is your father today like he was about to him then? He's still his father today, but he's your father too. Oh. Ah. oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, unless I drink it, your way be done. 53. There are times that you need to just look, restrain and sacrifice. And let God just see you through. There's always a breakthrough at the end of it all. Look at 53, shall we together? Or do you think that I cannot pray to my father and he will provide me to... Who, who, will, who, who, who will he have prayed to? My father. I could have prayed to my father and he will provide me what? Legions. The why I brought that up again is that you see the my father, my father, the my father, my father. So he has access and my father can do anything. But I would rather the will of my father. As I close, in Luke chapter fifteen, particularly verse eighteen. Put it in verse eighteen. Put it there. I close with that. I can. See, I have more to say, but I have to close. You know, Paul, understanding this, he says, "Be, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for something. For one or two things." for absolutely nothing but by prayer and supplication we thank you, then the peace of God. Okay, look at this. This is the prodigal son. It was at the end. The next thing here, at this point, it will be two things. Commit suicide or suffer to death. But see what happened to him. He said, I will arise and go to my father. That's all. But I want you to understand that what Jesus was saying here, he was showing us the interplays in the kingdom. That this is the way the kingdom operates. It operates the father who saw thing. It operates the love thing. In the kingdom it is relationship above anything. And the strongest the one between father and son. Which father? Heavenly Father and Heavenly Son. Ha ha ha. What do you think we've been talking about? Your sonship it's is heavenly. It's through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And that was a parable. Well, this is a story. How be it? He didn't mention names anyway. Otherwise, we mention names. We tell you Lazarus died and he went to heaven. But he didn't. But at this end, back to the wall, he said, I will arise. And what will happen? I will go to my father. My father. And I will say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Now I'm repentant. But where will I go? My father, I don't know where you are today. I don't know how horrible and how bad it is. You still have a place to go. I don't know how much you've used your hand to damage things for yourself. You still have a place to go. Now let me warn you quickly no other father will take you. But your father will not deny you. So he rose up and decided coming back, rehearsing what he would say. Your father swim from afar. Run, that's my father. So he said, Father, you know, he blocked what was saying by this. My son was lost, but now he's found. He was still trying to say, Repentance of the heart. I've seen it. I could read your heart from a distance. Now you are found. I can see the conviction smelling peace, he said please take off that cloth first of all put it one, ladies and gentlemen I. it's been coming to me since last Wednesday I have not stopped there is still a rejoicing over your life there is still a celebration about your life in the name of Jesus there is still an uncommon favor over your life Woo! <laughs> there is an unusual victory over your life in the name of Jesus regardless of what has happened or, or what is happening ah I heard it senor. what I said is the world is still coming to celebrate with you in the name of Jesus regardless of all that you have lost I say you are going to still swim in abundance because in your father's house there is no lack are a son in a father's house. You have a father. You are worthy. You have an unusual worth. The fatted calf is still waiting for you. The musicians are still waiting for you. The flowing robes are still waiting for you. The golden rings are still waiting for you. The sandals are still waiting for you. Royal sandals are still waiting for you. What? You are a son of our Father. You have a Father. And that's what Jesus, our number one, our eldest brother, he says. He says, do not worry, your Father. Who knows." I tried to study, except in one place, where he was teaching them lost Prayer. Where he would talk to them about our Father collectively. He never says ah who says your father my father father take all the glory there is nothing impossible i hope you know your father is the father of all is the creator of everything don't you ever allow the devil to make you feel like you are, lonely, you are lonely you are suffering you are no you have a father who cares don't allow despondency to ever take you on in the name of Jesus. Uh, no regrets anymore in your life. Rather, there's a zeal to explore your right in the kingdom. Yea, glory be to God in the highest. There's an unusual inheritance on your path uh, waiting for you to, to, to acquire in the name of Jesus. Uh. Say, Pastor, they made me laugh and stop. Who made you laugh and stop when you have a father? Don't believe a lie. Believe your father. Isn't God faithful? Let's give him praise. Let's give him honor. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwudu Koya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off-Town Planning Way in Lagos visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.